Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we introduce our next episode, just to ask you for a small favour, I really appreciate the hours that some of you are investing into watching the podcast that we've done in the past, but I'd like to ask you to do me one favour that would take you seconds. If you enjoy the show, please hit the subscribe button, and if you enjoy any show in particular, please click on the thumbs up. It'll make a massive difference to the podcast. So thanks very much for your continued support, feedback, and I hope you enjoy this one. Andrew was over, I can remember this day, Andrew was over talking to like, it was like a coaching day they were calling it. So all the, all the coaches for the suburbs would come in and watch your training. But we're doing wheelbarrow races and, <laughs> and, 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 and guys that have played in the chat, like, oh, just fucking get so many caps for Australia, captain of Australia. Uh, it, it was crazy. And then, you're like, what the hell's happening here? But to be fair, when Ange did, when I look back and Ange done this, the sessions they were actually good. I've actually took a couple of them for myself and still do them. Uh, but it, it kind of a when I broke my nose, so I was out for a couple of weeks, and then he gives it the old man, the arm on the shoulder. We need, we need you back, and all that. We need you back playing. I'm like, well, I can play now. I've had the because I had to get my it put back in place surgically, so I had to be knocked mm-hmm. out and all that. And then you're not allowed to play for two weeks after that. What's so, because of the anaesthetic? No, just because uh, they had to put it like now normally if some, oh, somebody can just go like that bang and look, put it back in place i had to go for an operation to get it put back in because i'd uh start having dinner saturday night and get was like a tuesday or something so i'd waited too long for it to be put back in itself so after that they say that you can't uh, two weeks before it can like start properly healing <clears throat> so in the two weeks he's giving me the old down on the shoulder you need to get your back and stuff so i was even though I'd broke my nose up, still like cycling and gone running and stuff when the boys were training. So I was I was reasonably fit to go back in. And then uh plays a couple of reserve games, gets back in the squad for the, the first team and then is bombed. <laughs> but I was like I can remember speaking to a few of the players saying, How the what the fuck? Have you done something? I'm like, No, I've, I've not even spoke to so they gave me the old drain around the shoulder saying he needs me back in the team now. And then, because there's, only, there's five foreigners, Aye. but they, they wanted to sign like some an attacking midfielder for I don't know some foreign country like Colombia or something. But he was like a thirty-five year old. And they're like, we, we need you to go so that we can get him in. And I was like, I don't worries, but you need to pay me all my what I'm left at the end of the season. And then they started trying to him. No, I was like, no, you want me to go, so you need. To, Sort it, sort it out. And then eventually they did. But I'll never forget it was a and was he didn't like experienced players at that point. Is that maybe because he at this point's an inexperienced manager? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think he'd been in the game for a long time, but no no as a manager, he'd been coaching and stuff. And uh 
I think it was like he didn't want him to like speak back to him or whatever. So he had one, he had a meeting one day, and he came in, and him and Danny Teato, remember we Danny Teato, he he they didn't like each other because he used to slag Danny on the TV. Andrew used to do like the Fox Sports for the games, and he used to always slag Danny because Danny used to do a stupid tackle and get sent off and things like that. So they had a ding dong over the years. So Danny Tattle plays with us as well. And I just came in and had a big team meeting Monday. And Danny, he gets called teats. So he's out, he's out in the pitch. And then we're having this meeting. And he said, he said to be fair, he said, I go to Craig, Craig Moore. And I was just having a go back with him. Then he, had a, he tried to have a go at Charlie. I think Charlie had a go back. And then Danny Tattle comes down. You can hear the ball bouncing all the way down the tunnel. And he can bust him through the door. And then Anne says to him, who the fuck, who the fuck do you think you're coming in at this time? And we teach just side volley. No. <laughs> smashes the ball and it starts bouncing out of the dressing room. And then he's like, he basically just says, fuck you, I'm, I'm out there. And just grabbed his stuff and fucked off. And uh, when, did she went to you and Charlie and that, did you just leave that club at the same time? Well, I, I stayed for an extra month, but well, did I? I, think I, st- I stayed in Australia for a month, but I only was at the club for another two weeks. And then Charlie went to the rivals, Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, to be fair, you, you can you can't knock him because he, he let everybody go. And then the end, I think they won the league the next. I don't know if it was the next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. So he, he done he done what he was there, and, he, and he, he's progressed. And to be fair, he's he's flying now with, with Spurs. No, to be fair, when, when Charlie was on, Charlie was speaking about it, and he said that the heat me moved. And he says, in hindsight, he says, I probably had a space there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, I think I liked Charlie as a player. Yeah. Because Char- Charlie was, maybe not that season, but the season before Charlie got like player of the tournament, or M- MVP or whatever they call yeah. it. And uh, Charlie was flying. And he got a couple injuries the next season, the season that I was there. But still, he was still doing well. So with Charlie staying, um, did you not? Did you have the opportunity to stay in Australia? Or? Well, it didn't because what what happened was my, the first month that I went, my missus came with me, and then she had to come back because I, I had, the club had to give me a visa, and she was working back here and stuff. So the plan was if I was going to stay longer, she come over. She'd have come over, but she came over at Christmas for a month as well, and then she fell pregnant. So just. Uh, Look, it worked in the way when I came back. Right. It, um, my wee boy was born in September, so... Ah, I, for I, the rest I, of your, I, your family life, it made sense. The wind being born in Australia, and then my mum and dad and, that, and her mum and dad don't get to see the wind, so... But for a guy who, earlier on in his career, had opportunities to go abroad, had opportunities <coughs> to go down south even, and didn't want to do it, are you, are you glad that later on in your career you took that plunge and, and done Australia? Is it something you enjoyed doing? And you, you... I know, I loved, loved it. Loved it, even the people that I got to meet, the uh, teammates, but still text them the noon and have a laugh and a joke. Uh, got to meet their families, I'd seen their kids are now growing up and 18, 19 year olds, got their own businesses and stuff. So it's crazy when you, when you think back and you see these wee kids and then now they're, they're, they're adults. Uh, just fortunate enough to get, I had the opportunity to go there and get to meet these people and call them my pals. I think... Even forgetting the football, just to go and live in another environment, you know, just do something a bit different in your life. It's, it's something that you I think for me, the, the thing was as well, it's English being they drive yeah, the same yeah, side of the road. Yeah. I had, I, I lived with Craig and Heather, his missus, and their kids, and then Charlie lived across the road. So it was, it was ideal for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go and try and find a house to live in or a flat or go and get a motor or whatever. It was just basically, I was with the boys and, yeah. and they helped me. Ah, and it, I think when you were younger and you were looking chances of maybe going to um, Italy, language, mm-hmm. friends, having that bubble, just wouldn't have been the same. Uh, uh, and, and I didn't want it, I didn't, uh, my heart was set on playing for Rangers. Rangers uh, so you came home, done a wee, bit, wee stint with Dundee, wee stint with Cowdenbeath, it's time to hang your boots up. How, how, what, how does that decision come about, you know, for a, a guy that, Age would you have been then about 31? 30, no, 30. So, you know, you've been involved in football for 20 years, you know, at one level or another, and then professionally for, you know, most of your life at that point. What makes that decision? How do you get to make that decision and how do you feel about it? 
Well, the decision was basically made for me, to be honest. It was uh, my wee man was born. Uh, and probably for the first time, I actually said to myself, right, I'm going to get back proper fit. I'd lost a lot of weight. Uh, I, I didn't see like the, the last maybe two or three years of playing. I didn't dedicate myself the way I did when I was younger. I, even though I was out, maybe on the piss a lot when we were younger, I still every kid ever in training, never missed training much. Uh, put, put a shift in. And uh, I probably never done as done that as much as when I was getting maybe to when I probably when I went to Australia or when I left Motherwell, sorry. Didn't have that same drive as what I did when I was younger. Uh, and it's probably my own fault for the for the stupid things that I'd done with the drink driving and things. Uh maybe didn't have as much drive as that I did, should have had. Uh but when my wee boy was born, I, I tried to get that back. And uh I was out running Strathclyde Park every day. I just lived up the road, so I was taking him out walks. I'd lost loads of weight. And I'm thinking I'm gonna get back in about it. And I went with Kenny Brown again was Queen of the South. I was training with him until something else came up. And uh I think that's that's when I went to play the games with Cowden Beef, the three games. Because you can play three games of trialist. So Jimmy Nick phoned me and says, Bob, can you come and help us out? Play three games. And I went, right, no worries. Uh when I think I played two of them. And then what changing my wee boy's nappy, turned to put him down on the couch and my back went. Don't put something as daft as that and oxygen as that. But you did see your back problems earlier in your career mm. was something that you'd you'd, you'd become problems with. Because so. it had like my arts the arch on my back's like it's like strange it's all something bomber used to say to me, you need to do these certain exercises to try and help it and all that, make it stronger. And to be fair, I did do them when I was younger. And but there was still sometimes I'd have maybe have to miss training for a couple of days to ease up and things. But uh, I just remember that so it was my sciatic nerve that went, and uh, I'm like, what the hell? So I couldn't move. I had to phone my sister to come leave her work, come to my house. She was just didn't want to change an nappy. No, the, the nappy was changed. That was a, that was the worst thing. The nappy was changed. Uh, it was just when I turned around to put them back, my back went, and then. So I'm lying, I'm lying in the ground, the wind's lying on the couch, greeting. I couldn't get up to lift them. Uh, I had to phone my sister, so she rushed all the way up. And she walks in and starts laughing at me because I'm sprawled out in the flare. <laughs> uh, next day I goes to Community South training. Big Kerzo was a fan, I don't know if you know Big Kerzo, no, Big John Kerr. Great guy. Uh, he was a physio. And he's like, me, but I don't know what's happening to you, I don't know what that is. She's like, strange, I don't know. Like he was checked my back, nothing said. Uh, he, he checked my feet, which I've, I'm thinking to myself, why are you check my feet if it's my back that's sore? Because I'd like done the, the left hand side of my, my left well, my left leg, had no feeling from my shin down to my toe. So he's like to me, uh, he started looking at like my right in at my toes, and he says, We've got a, a, a feet woman that came in and done things with like cut people's toenails and all that. She comes in on a Friday, go away. This, was, this must have been like a Wednesday or something. Come in Friday, see this woman. She started lifting like we, like tweezers into my toes and lifting wee bits of wood and all that. Um, so I'm like, what's, what's that? And she's like, it's like wee bits of, if you get wooden flailing in the house. And I said, aye. She's like, it's like, it's like wee scales you've got on your feet. I'm like, but that kind of be what's making my back so. And she went, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm only just picking these things up. And then end up, I went to went and got a scan done, and it was my sciatic nerve. Food. The muscle had come through and jabbed on the nerve. And then the physio said to me, "Look, this can be a week or two, or it could be life. So there's no way uh, knowing how long this can take." And that was that. I just like oh, fuck it. That's, that's me done. But I, I couldn't I even. I tried. When was it? Might have been the. Like I'd said to you, I'd, I'd been. Fit and stuff, and I was uh, keep myself fit. One once I got like started getting the feeling in that back, I went back out running, but I was running with a limp. And uh, Kenny Shields phoned me, and he's like to me, "Bob, what, what are you doing?" And I said, "Well, nothing. I'd done my back, and not really been doing it. I've been trying to get back fit." <clears throat> and he said to me, "What about coming into Kilmarnock?" I said, I, "I want to. 
I want you, I want to get you fit and I want you to come in and play for me. I went, I said, look, Ken, I don't know how long this is going to take. I've been told it could be a week, it could be a lifetime, I don't know. It's like, come in, your physio will work with you, we'll get you fit and then take it for there. I went fine and it was Alec McQueen, used to be the Rangers physio, he was the physio at Queen's at the time. And then he's like, look, I know what's up with you. My missus had the exact same thing. Uh, it's your sciatic nerve, you, the, the muscle. So he gave me exercise today. And then see, within about two weeks, he started like, the releasing and stuff. I'm out running. Uh, the boys are doing pre-season. I'm, he's working with me myself. I can feel myself getting fit again. And then the problem that I had is my, the, my feeling, uh, my toes and my ankle, were, like my left side were, couldn't properly feel them. And then he said to me, but they had a friendly against, uh, it was Oldham or something, at uh, Rugby Park. And he said to me, oh, can you think you could play? I went, I'll get a go. I said, I don't know how long it will last or whatever. I played and done all right in the game. Didn't, I knew that my, my leg was gone. And uh, he said, how did you feel? And I said, all right. But I said, I'm not, I still know 100%. So I still kind of feel my left leg properly. And he's like, right. And this time I'd already committed to doing the London Marathon for Deborah, the charity. And he's like to me, go and do that. And uh, when you come back, we'll, we'll sit down and we'll have a, have a chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She shouldn't have done a London Marathon. That was me, <laughs> gone, legs were away, back had went again, no no as bad as what it was, but could could just for two weeks or something I could tell a walk. I was like, nah, I'm done. Incredible. See, see looking back, do you think if you hadn't done the London Marathon, you'd maybe get a season at it? If, maybe, but I, I wouldn't have, it would have been just for the sake of trying to get in about it again, it wouldn't have been probably... Maybe I've lasted a couple of weeks, a couple of months or whatever. And been probably glad now that it did happen than another because I would have probably made an ass of myself. Maybe I regretted it if you did a yeah. end. Um, so that, this is a thing that you see different people um, react differently. You've been a, you've never had a normal job, right? You went for school, less forms, school, apprentice, and been a professional football player and you're, you're now 30. How did your head cope with that when you just suddenly go, right, well, that's it, I'm not a football player anymore. How do you um, process that and, and how do you deal with it? I don't know. If, to be honest, Craig, I've, I've always had this ability to just blank things out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's something that I've always had. If, if there's something wrong, I can put it to the back of my head and blank it until the point where it comes up again. I don't know. It's, it's always been something I've been able to do. Uh, I think probably the big thing was because my boy was born, so I got to spend every day with him. Even though I was still going training, so many days I was getting up, taking him out of walk, getting him ready. Meant that she could go back to her work or day, but she was doing. Uh, and spent proper time, time with him. And then, obviously, the opportunity came to, to go coaching. And I thought, I think at that time I was probably, what, Maybe a couple of, a, a good year anyway, at least out of the game. No, no doing anything. Then had the chance with Jukie, when Jukie was his fifth manager, he said to me, why don't you come in and train and debut back coaching that? And I went, I ain't any worries. And did you start getting your badges at that point or was that <clears throat> what, I think, what drove you to do it? 
No, me and Fergie had always spoke about it. No, not to be like managers or assistant managers, or whatever. We always spoke about one point we had to go and get our badges and whatever. And uh, so I had when when Duke had phoned me and said that, I was like, aye, because it would be a good good be experience for me. And uh, Duke had obviously took a bad turn. Maybe I, I don't know if it was maybe only two or three weeks if I had had been there. So you caused these heart problems then? No, himself. <laughs> his stress. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably forty. What the hell was happening here? Part time, it's totally different. Uh, and obviously, with the budgets and that, the lower leagues. So, but no, Jackie was brilliant. He was obviously that was his first manager's job, I know. Uh, he had a good, a good assistant, big. Uh, What's his name again? Jesus Christ. Some United manager. Kenny, but Kenny. No, it's no. <laughs> oh, it'll come back to me. Dodge used to be with Dodge's big centre half. You know how fucking hell is it? United player as well. Mm-hmm. Dundee. The both of them were, he was the manager of Community South and then met Dundee. Oh, come back to me. Probably the motor. See who takes his first right about an hour after, but I'll be for so he he was assistant, and Dodgy was Dodgy went through and all. He, he had he has wee bit. Uh, so I was learning after him, and then also Jackie took the bad turn. So uh, the the boy took her, and then he's like to me, "You come in because Dod, Dodgy had TV work, so he couldn't do games. Right. He was doing the BBC at that time, so he couldn't go on a Saturday. So he's like to me, "Will you come in and help me on a Saturday?" And I was no worries, and then. The team on the day so great, so he's like, oh, Chuck, I'm jacking it. I'm like, just keep going. Because I was enjoying the, the, the coaching side of it and learning. He's like, so I'm kind of, these are experienced guys, you know what I mean? They know when things are going right. And they're like, nah, it's not for me. And then Bully Brown came in. And Bully Brown said, you stay and help me. I'm like, any worries? Bully was brilliant, to be fair. He's like, to me, look, going, you wanted day a wee passenger or something or day whatever he took most of it himself but he could do a wee bit and uh, and then kind of the club turned against him as well uh, he done like he grabbed the mic one day we were the, the, the team was struggling and uh, we were in the playoffs but for getting relegated <laughs> we played a game at uh, East End's part um, sorry uh, East Face part sorry and uh, the, the woman that does a half-time draw, she's got the mic and speaking to all the fans and he comes out the tunnel and fucking grabs the mic and he starts, you know, the power the fans' peppers. Oh. He's like, fucking get behind the team. You don't pay my wages, not that. <laughs> oh. And it, was, it came out, it was, it was, ended up, it came on the radio, like it was, somebody had thing with them, were videoing them or something and had sent it to the radio station and it came on light, like as if when he was doing it. And, uh, I think after that, the club kind of went like, oh, he's no right in the head, man. <laughs> and, uh, but he was, he was good then. And I, I wish he did stay because I would have learned a lot from him. Uh, he was used to, and it was him, he was the first one to say to me, see, seen a Friday night? I go to the pub and drink and I'm sitting right my team out and I'm sitting having a swallow. I'm like, why? Is that because I, then I'm not sitting in the house and my head's gone everywhere. See, when I'm in the house, that's my family thing. She's after a game on a Saturday, I'll go home as soon as my front door shut. Football's back in my head. That's a good way to think about things. And that's that's what you've done. So you've started you dipping your toe in at the coaching and then you end up, is it Blackpool first? With Barry? Aye. And how did that come about? Uh, well, he obviously knew I was doing a bit of coaching uh, and it was just that I think he, when the, that summer that we, we kept his fife up and uh, Billy Brown had left. And then obviously I, I didn't go back because he wasn't there. So uh, I had probably another couple of months. Just we'd, we'd already started the process of like, trying to go to Belfast to David Badges. I think we were probably going to go. Did we do, I think we maybe started them that summer, in fact. We did, we started them because it, it was like a two-year thing. You do the first half one year and then finish it the next. And uh, we'd already started it. And then, but Barry was still playing. And then he phoned me one day and he's like, look, they've offered me the job till the end of the season. 
He said it'll be me, you and Malky Thompson. Obviously Malky's got, had a bit more experience than us. Uh, and loved it. To be fair, it was a great club. Man, uh, the chairman was a bit mental, but... Aye, what was, what was his name? Oyston. Uh, Carol Oyston. Aye, see, I've got, I've got a fake memory. I get sued uh, for 200 grand with Sandy's deal when he was director of Rangers. And I think it was the first fan ever sued by a director of a club that he um, mm-hmm. supported. But no long after me, I started getting sent all this stuff, saying you're not alone now, Biggin. And I'm sure he'd done the same to a Blackpool fan at the time that was protesting against him. He must have took a bit of seen what his deal was doing and thought, I could do that. And he, he was a second. And I, I remember, and then I started looking into it. And I thought, that guy's bonk. That guy's proper, proper nuts. He was proper minted and all. Mm-hmm. But see, to be fair, he... He was he was mental man. He used to we went to his house one day when we just went down to Blackpool. He was bored. He's like, "Why used to sit down?" Before we went down, I want used to get a list of players who like Fergie was obviously been there as a player, so he, he knew who was maybe good enough and who wasn't. He said, "We need maybe five players to come in on loan. Can write a list of the who you think." So at that time, you're going that fucking Alan Hutton wasn't uh, playing for Aston Villa. Maybe get him on loan. Other players, but we had maybe five players for each position that it was needed. And every time, every one he would go for the one that was fifth because it was less money from. <laughs> so you maybe got try to get somebody for the Premier League, but you end up taking somebody for like League One. Do you know what I mean? It was it was crazy. Uh, but brilliant experience. Uh, but he 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 done the. He, there was a fan demonstration every every home game with him, and I don't know if you remember seeing it on Sky the game with the, the all the fans were thrown on tennis balls and mm-hmm. tangerines. Well, he he had him and his boy were in the like his box with tennis rackets, like playing when they were throwing the tennis balls. Not that he was just batting them back and <laughs> playing with each other. Fucking Probably. nuts! And then he would say. They would all go, ah, we pay like, the wages, not, and he would say, you don't pay the wages, I pay their wages. Because every single season book in this stadium is the same money. And uh, the season book money doesn't add up to what they get paid in wages, so I pay them. And then they could, answer, then they could argue them. Because it's not like Ibrox where when somebody's paying 800 quid for a season book and somebody's paying 400. Every season book was maybe like 250 quid. So everybody was paying the same. <laughs> he was nuts, man. And then he would come to games with t-shirts, like t-shirts with like he'd put a print on it, something that they that somebody had said to it in the paper about him. That week he would turn up at the game with a t-shirt <laughs> on with that print on, and you know that you're making it worse, but he didn't give a shit. And then I think once we left the the next season, I think one of the big sponsors tried to like take you on, and then ended up got a quote and all that because basically the money they had been they went in the Premier League. Every payment they go after that when they got relegated, they just put in their back kipper. Uh, so and then that's the, the boy took him to court and I think he won this case and then had to sell the club to him. Eventually, aye, aye, but aye, they, they really had it for, for a wee while, didn't they? Blackpool. So, Blackpool, where was the next stop with you and Barry? Clyde. Clyde with a few couple of years at Clyde. Uh, that was a that was a strange one because it was obviously Clyde used to be a, they were a big club played at a big stadium but never had really a, the fans were maybe I don't know maybe four five six hundred at the games mm-hmm. and you're playing it's basically the stadium's empty every every second week um, but we managed to get them in the playoffs first year we kind of uh, started all right and then struggled and then once he got to get his players not and managed to get to the playoffs uh, get beat in the final off Queens Park. Uh, then the next season it all went a wee bit peaked on I think he, that's when he started losing his love, love for it just the, the politics and stuff and then it took a wee bit of time off and then the Kelly job came up Aye, that was a, that was a probably a wee no many people would have tipped that job to come up for doing Barry Ferguson um, but he's had a success there Aye, uh, to be honest he, he phoned me and he said to me Kelly Hearts and there was rumours going about in the like the all leagues that this was the upcoming team. They were paying good wages. 
there was a few boys that we had uh, or had played the lower leagues that had went to this team, like Juki's boy, uh, went to this team, was getting like probably the same money as he was getting in League One or League Two. Uh, so we're like, oh. I said, what, what you think? He's like, I'm going to go through and meet the boy. And Fergie went through and he's, he's phoned me and he's well like, he says, that's not bad, set up. He says, need to come through and we'll go through on Tuesday, watch the training and that. They think they were playing a Scottish Cup game, no, it was a, it was a Thursday. Went through on a Thursday and they were playing Peter Hedon. Hi guys, I'd just like to take a, a minute to talk to you about NordVPN, which is a company that I use their services. I use it majority of the time when I'm travelling abroad, when I want to uh, keep up to date with the programmes I'm watching at the time, or more importantly to me, um, the sports that I want to watch when I'm abroad. So it doesn't matter where I am in the world, I can still watch the channels and the games and the sports that I want to. It also gives me security and some privacy that I'm looking for when I'm browsing the internet. They've got an exclusive huge discount available to viewers of the podcast and they'll give you an additional four months free on top of whichever package you go on if you use our, our code. To get that, plus a 30-day, no quibble, uh, money-back guarantee, all you need to do is log on to nordvpn.com backslash Craig, C-R-A-I-G, and that'll get you the exclusive discount plus the four months free on top of whichever package you go for. So go and give them a look, guys, and certainly I've had no problem using them in the times I'm travelling abroad when I mostly use them. Thank you very much. The Saturday. And uh, went through and I was like, fucking hell, didn't I? Wasn't expecting what, what it to be what it was. Uh, and I said, what do you think? He's like, I, fa- I fancy it. It's, a, it's, a, it's not just a gone for the sake of getting a couple hundred quid a week or whatever. It's like proper, they want to, they want to go places. It's a project, it's not just a, like, come in and do whatever you can do. So, uh, as soon as we went in, everything, everything was brilliant. The people that worked at the club, great. Oh, it was like all proper older, like, remember the old committees that used to be in the juniors and that? Like, proper, the state, same as that. But, you had Dean, the boy that owned it, he was, like, he was the guy that put his dough in. But everybody else ran the club. Uh, managed to get in some decent players and then won, won the league. But kind of a, it was like, I don't know, no tainted, but. Oh, was that COVID? It, it was a COVID one. Mm-hmm. I, and then we'd still had maybe five or six games to go. And we'd just beat the team that was the closest to us before the COVID kicked in. And then they're saying, but we could, we still got to play them at home and it was a full thing. But it ended up, the good is a league, but. Didn't matter, we, we couldn't play fucking breaking in the playoffs, so it didn't really matter. Aye, so they got a trophy, but you didn't get the reward, because the reward was the chance of getting into the league proper, wasn't it? Aye, that, I that, was, it all, that was all the voting thing, where no, no, no playing and all that. Because they basically just said, right, we have a league positions, and that's when like, Celtic also won the league, and yeah. I think it might have done, was it close that? Okay, it was still it wasn't impossible. Mathem- it wasn't it was mathematically impossible when you know you could just say, Oh, we'll still going to play them here, there, and wherever. It was just the way it was done at the start of my throat. It was the same, obviously, it was opposite your level. So it was like we were trying to get the opportunity to go up, and we knew that if we played breaking, we'd have beat them. Yeah, they I think they knew that if then they, they're done, but it ended up it worked its way, it worked itself out, and then that's the way it worked out the next season. We, we won the league again, and then we played them. Uh, oh, was it breaking you eventually played the next season? Up oh, I never realised that. Put them done. That must have been a sweet night there, eh? It was, because it, it was, it made, that's what made it that wee bit, that wee bit of, about it. The, we, we'd we done it properly, we went and uh, Fergie spoke to the, the owner and said to him, look, if you give guys every opportunity. It, we ended up splitting the teams, because there was, was half the team Edinburgh based and half Glasgow based. So to stop them from travelling, like we would take a group of maybe 10, 10 boys at Strathclyde or Hamilton behind the Hamilton the pitches. We would take maybe 10 boys there and then one of the other coaches would take the other 10 throughout the stadium so that they were only travelling maybe 20 minutes each way. And uh, it, it worked. We, we, we played, we, we beat in the first game at home, we beat them 2-3-1, I think it was. <clears throat> uh, 2-1. And then up there, we, we put them out, it was 1-0. Uh, and I, obviously they were gutted, because I think they were, one of the, they were the, one of the longest teams in the, right. in the leagues. Team. Uh, so, but it was bittersweet, because it should have happened the year before. 
Then planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've won that. Got them into the league proper. How long between there and no being there anymore? What was the time between winning that game and used to leaving? Yeah, about two hours. <laughs> I can't remember. It was a bit bizarre. But how does that happen? I don't even know to be fair. We'd, we'd, won, we'd got promoted, and I don't know if you've seen the videos of Fergie's sliding under players' legs in the dressing room. We're all bevied and came down, and they'd organised in Kelly. There's a big, like, it's that hall, so a big hall thing. I don't know if, how to explain it. It's like a, a community hall. Uh, it's like, like the old school with the dance floor, and it's got the seats running about the yeah. side, and it's got the stage and all that. So we, we walks in, and then. Just came out, Fergie just came out with, look, I, um, I'm leaving. And what's, who, who's he telling us to the crowd, to no, you? He said to, he, he spoke to Dean, he said, I need to speak to you, Dean. Uh, and he's like, um, I've got the opportunity to go to Aloha. And he, he, Fergie thought it was just right because he would have tapped him before with their managers going to better, like moving on to better things. It was a progressive step for him. Uh, and then I've you're just sitting there, and then the, we've got the, the committee members coming up and saying, "Oh, can I believe it and all that?" And then that wasn't really thinking it and it. And then well, what are you talking about? He's like, "He's a leaving." <laughs> and then I was like, "Jesus Christ!" But I, I didn't even you no spoke about it. I did, you know, inclination. There was rumours. There was rumours, and it wasn't just Aloha. There was rumours at Dunfermline, Ray Frovers. So you don't you don't even think anything until proper something like happens, but it was just I'm like, Jesus Christ, fuck's sake. At least I've given us a couple of hours to get in and get our fucking feet under the table and get a couple of beers. Yeah, they just take pie at this point. <laughs> oh, but listen, that's the way fair gives. He's he's got something and he said he's he goes for it and and he done it. And to be fair, I think the the even though they were gutted, the committee knew that look, this it's an opportunity. Um, uh, to be fair, you've done what you, you were asked to do for them, and you know, in hindsight, can't be classes ending by successful. You won two leagues in a row. Mm-hmm. You might have been promoted the year before if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, oh, they might have been disappointed you left because certainly couldn't be any hard feelings. But just it's bizarre way of doing it, isn't it? Uh, it was, it was, it was crazy. Listen, we ended up. It was hard to when it happened. It was brought out, but obviously, Dean. That look, thanks very much for what you've done. And, and we end up sitting waiting up until maybe like four or five in the morning before we came back home, sitting having a drink with him. So <clears throat> I think it was just the way it happened, it was um, they really expected it. But they, they went and got Tomo, they came, they then got promoted again. So they they won the every, everybody moved uh-huh. on, everybody won. So Aloha, who was the manager before? Was it? Yeah, the manager before was Peter Grant. Peter Grant. And he had, before that? We got, uh, before that would have been uh, Jim Goodwin, Jack Ross, and who would have been before that? Three, I think they had three, three managers that went on to like, better jobs. Mm-hmm. Ah, it, was a, it was a good stepping stone for a lot of people. That. Um, you were only there long, all right? Maybe seven, eight months. So, and what happened there? Did you just no hit it or I it just didn't work out to be honest. It was like I don't know, it's it's a great club to be fair. Like as in the same people behind the kit man part. If he if he done a lady used to come in and make our stuff for training after like when we finished training, it was always like soup for year, sandwiches or whatever. Uh they go everything that we asked for for training and stuff. But uh it's just I, I don't know, it's just once we got some good. We, we got a good result against Livingston in the League Cup section, where we get beat half breaking. Uh, so it's kind of a. And then 
we had a good team that weren't playing well. Then we were getting beat half teams that should be, we should be beating, and then beating teams that, that we were like Falkirks and that, but we were down to 10 men and drawn three each for them. Result, stupid results. And then I don't know that the fans were just on his case. Mm-hmm. And it, but to be fair, it was disgusting. Some of the stuff was, even even though you, you, you can blank off it, some of the stuff that was going to say to him, I was even thinking, fucking hell, you can't say things like that, man. Like, you're calling him an orange bastard. And, and then there's guys coming up going, look, that's no acceptable, like fans. I'm like, fair enough, you look. He's, I know he's played with Rangers and he, he's a Rangers fan, but you can't call him that. He's trying to do his best for Alwa. I said, it's no nothing to do with any sectarianism, you say you want, but you can't call him that. And then you would get, there was this one idiot fan, he turned, we played against uh, Cove Rangers up there. And it was a, the game was a doubt because it was like the, the mist was right down and they said it might no like, shift. So the, the boys went down the warm up and you could hear that the, one of the, the boys that travelled with the team all the time, one of the directors, he's like, the fact there's a few, a busload just got off, uh, just got off at the stadium, they're all mad, but they've been out drinking all the way up in the bus. <laughs> but they're, they're all fancy dress. Oh. Right? <laughs> so you're like, all right, neighbor, he's cool. And uh, they went out and I think we end up, we, we get beat, I think, two or three now. We never played well, and this guy was dressed up as a Pope, wasn't he? Oh no! And this was the guy who, who was always shouting to Fergie. And then they were just there was name they like Cove haven't they got a great fan base, so they don't have like, they're no singing songs, nor that. But this guy, you could just hear him for the full game, man. You're like, oh my god! So it was embarrassing. Even their their directors were going, ah, that's not acceptable. And I think they, I don't know if they went and said to him, you're, you're not welcome back at your club. It was just it was the things they were saying. It was it's disgusting. And, and I think even Mike Mulroney was like, ah, look, even though Fergie was maybe wanting to leave after he's in accord, because the chairman, he wanted to do it a couple of times and the chairman system, no, we want you, want you to stay. I think he just knew maybe for your insanity and stuff, like just go over separate ways. But sure. I, ju- I just seen yesterday that big, uh, big chappers of Livingston knew as well. So that was a, it's a strange... It's a listen. It's a club who's probably been above their expectations and done done well for a few years. And now they've come back down to League One, and they're not getting back. They're not getting back up. So the fans are on their case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not <coughs> accepting where they maybe should be. They're maybe over um, achieved before. That's a fair fair way of looking at it. So see this game at Cove. Was that the, was that the last game? No, I don't think it was, no. I think we played we played Celtic in the, the Scottish Cup and they beat us 2-1. Uh, and we actually, actually done well. And, was, it, uh, was it Pope at that game? Oh, probably. Probably <laughs> the Celtic trapper in that game. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, a, it was a right good crowd that night. And even though, even like Celtic was still it was banning, I mean, it was, it was fine. And... Uh, but then we play well against them. You know, we get beat 2-1. And then we think, I think we play these five the next week at home. So you're obviously expecting to beat them. And then we get, we get beat, I think we get beat two or three. Right. And that was like that. I mean, it's no <clears throat> guarantee, right? But is Barry still want to be in the football management or is he still, right, I've done that, I've done, is that something that he still want to be involved in going forward? I don't, I don't know so much Management, I think maybe if we get an opportunity to come in at a, at a level where they could maybe try and help. I don't know if it maybe like, I think, I don't think part time suits him. I think he needs to be in working day in, day out, try to like, do what happened to him, like progress his career as, as in like the way Bomber done for him or who, like maybe the coaches that he was when he had. I think he needs to, he needs to work with them day in, day out to get the best out of him. Uh, a bit on my assistant managers sort of to somebody who's up you think he would be maybe, maybe not as an assistant because I, I don't I don't know if he could work under him either of you know what I mean he's got that he's either a manager or he's maybe like a head of youth for like a 21's manager but a good level where bringing players through mm-hmm. uh, and, and just getting the chance because see see to be fair he's coaching like his drills and stuff that he was 
And he would just some sometimes he would just mark it on a bit of paper himself. Maybe take something that somebody's done in and day one himself and you're like, fucking yeah, that was really good. I had some elements on mm-hmm. or changed some of the elements. Aye. And then like one of the games we were at Kelty, we played uh, Annan in the cup and we got a boy sent off after like 20 minutes. And then they scored and you're like, oh, fuck that, that'll be us out the cup. And they just came, just sitting on the, the sidelines and he just went like, I've got an idea, I'm just going to go with it. And he went three at the back, four in midfield and two... Like two wider, mini striker. I'm going, oh, what the fuck's he doing? But it worked unbelievable because left the two centre halves on it. And at that level, centre halves on the normally, they're no really that good on the ball. Mm-hmm. So they were. I didn't know where to go. They were trying to play mm-hmm. and they were getting the ball away. And then we were hitting them on the break and we ended up, we scored and we beat them in penalties. I could shout. And then ever since that, if we went down to 10 men, that would be, we would revert to it. And, it, and to be fair, some most of the time it worked, maybe once it never worked one time, but we can see the late goal. But we were always in the games. That's good thinking. The logic I like that. I like trying to keep things simple and apply common sense and logic. I mean, you think about what you just done there. You're shutting. Uh, if you're up against, if you're the ten against eleven, the fullbacks and the other team will normally get a bit more freedom in normal. The modern day fullbacks love to bomb forward. So if your two wide ones are up, your two forwards are. Keeping them, just keeping them yeah. pressed, and these two in the centre are not going to be the same yeah. quality, especially with due respect to like, the level that you know they were at at the time. Uh, it's, it's actually just applying common sense and logic. So, telling us, you've worked for a lot of managers in your day, um, good and bad. What's Barry Ferguson like as a manager? What's his style? Oh, probably old school, maybe I'd say old. No. Great, up-to-date ideas, what he wants to do, but um, maybe, maybe it's not let him down, but maybe it could have been a wee bit better. It was like the way going to dressing rooms and if they're having a bad game, the way he's like shouting at them. Because mm-hmm. you can't really do it in the game now. You can have a, the way, it's the way you speak to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same as when we were growing up. People can take it. People can mm. The ones that could take it were fine. The ones that couldn't would go in a bad mood and say, Oh, you can't speak to me like that, and things like that. And I think, to be fair to Fergie, when after the, the Clyde job and that, he went away, and he, that was one of the things that he said himself, I, I need to like, chill out a bit. But it's like everybody wants you on the sidelines. The fucking game takes over, and you start shouting and try to, it's like as if you're playing the game yourself. Uh, but no, he's. <clears throat> I don't think he's, I think he's really, had, he's had enough. But maybe if he got the opportunity to come back in at a decent level where he could help kids come through or whatever, he would maybe look at it. But as in getting back into management at part-time level. That's ah, probably no fun. We've done that. So, I mean, you've been a coach, you've been an assistant manager, you've been a manager, you've been whatever you want to be. Isn't he tied to... Barry Ferguson, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Barry was to go to another team, then I would imagine just to be the world works in, there might be a chance for you to do that going forward. But um, that might never happen. Mm-hmm. What's your plans? What, what do you see yourself doing? I take it you, you, you know, you enjoyed your roles as the manager and coaching and a couple of uh, times, I think, you've done like caretaking roles and stuff like that. Have you still got desires to do that? Is that something that you see in your future for Bob Malcolm? Uh, yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, I've obviously just been through a big operation the last few months uh, and just getting back now. So I've had probably a good year out thinking about what I want to do and like the usual sitting in the house doing, doing like your wee sessions and that out and getting the buzz for it again. Mm-hmm. Now that I can get up and get on the pitch or maybe not be able to run about the way that I could have done coaching and day drills and stuff, but still put them on and want to get back involved in it. Whether it be somewhere myself as a manager, like I don't know, I'd imagine I'd need to start somewhere lower than, than what I would probably like to, but I'm happy to do that. It's, I need to prove myself all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but same if it's, if it's a, another assistant role somewhere, that it's, it's, it's hard because it's something you need to trust in it. You need somebody that can trust you and have the, the belief if they want to take you in or no. Uh, but I, had, I think I always did say that if. Because I, I knew, I think, 
maybe the way things were going, I knew that Barry maybe he wasn't like enjoying it or whatever. Then I would, if we did like split, then I would probably go my my own way and like try and be a manager myself and just take whatever I've learned in the game over the years and and try and go forward with that. Yeah. Uh, that's it's an opportunity. You need to you get the opportunity to do it, and then hopefully if I get the opportunity, I can I can do what I get myself. Well, I know a place that's got 200 kids. If you're not doing anything <laughs> and you want to get your foot in again, you can, you're more than welcome. You can come once a week or once a year or once <laughs> in your life. You're more than welcome down there, I tell you. Um, and that, to be fair, that's something that I've appreciated as the amount of ex-pros that are willing to help, you know. Um, and it, and it's, it's great because I'm a volunteer. I've got an idea of what I want to do with this football club of mine, but... I'm restricted to my knowledge, and that's never playing football as a professional, never coaching or, or managing at any professional or even adult level. Man, I've been a coach for 15 years, but the oldest I've coached is an under-15s team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, the support that people give um, staff things, like if there's a kid injured, they send, some of your messages, I thought they didn't want to be Scotty, and you were saying about this wee boy, and she's telling this wee boy, do you know who Bob Malcolm is? I played for Rangers, do you know said, it's just amazing that you know the, the effect that professionals can have on on kids, and uh, it's something in the seven years that I started Sons of Truth Football Academy. It's it's um, it's really refreshing because I you know I didn't expect it the level of the, the, the stuff. And even Elon Shankland came around when, when he was. was it, I'm trying to remember if he was at Aberdeen at the time. No, he was, he was in loan at here. He was still contract. And she's just been able to come down to training for half an hour, sat with a group of kids, and just say, right, he's a professional football player. And you want to ask him, who wants to be a professional football player? Everyone and puts a hand up. Right, there, there's a guy that's done it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to ask him anything? And can you just see kids in the universe? I'm just a boy faced in the Glasgow and I've done this and I've done that and I was playing here and now you're getting high. Yeah, you're, you're basically just the same as what they are at that point. Like you've you've done it. Mm-hmm. But and, and and to be fair, obviously my, my wee boy's only 13 and he, and he loves football. He might never be good enough to play at a level, but uh, I take my half because he's actually going to watching the coaches that even the teams he's playing against every week. You're, you're set up. Boys, are, you're not getting paid for it. You're out Saturday morning, pissing rain, trying to coach kids to make them better. It's, and it's it's guys like yous and all the other coaches that they just need help because how many players have you got that you could probably have that are better but they can't play because their mums and dads can't afford it? It's the thing I say, it's becoming a middle-class sport, unfortunately, Bob. Um, yeah. That's that's so, all. Two years at top. Me growing up, my mum and dad didn't drive. And obviously living in the East End of Glasgow, trying to get to Ibrox was a nightmare for me. I had to go try and get a train or a bus into the town, then the underground. But that, I was, I was too young, so my mum wouldn't probably let me do that myself. Uh, so I had to rely on my uncle or my auntie. And to be fair, if it wasn't for them, then I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have been able to play football at the level I did because they used to run me everywhere. What are you like as a parent inside the park? <coughs> Quiet. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll tell you, tell you a weird story, right? The, the hardest thing about kids' football is appearance. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm not saying every parent... I'd say 80-90% of parents are absolutely fantastic. But you get that wee 10% that can sometimes ruin it. And that's mm-hmm. the same in anything, right? But it's a tough gig. And sometimes you just look at folk and you think, I'm doing this for the love of... You're win because I don't have a win at this club, oh. and you'd want to be an absolute rocket to me. And we, um, Billy Reed's assistant manager at Chelsea, <laughs> and his grandson signs for Sons of Strength, right? And we called game, and he's, I think he's been at the club maybe a couple of months. And Billy's obviously quite busy at this point, right? And the coach had left, so I've ended up taking this week here under 11s or something at the time. And I mean, the, but we, uh, his name again, he was a manager, you know, gets a sack for Chelsea, so Billy, aye, Potter gets a sack, right, so, but Billy's not got a job. The first Saturday, right, I'm standing there looking at me like, oh no, Billy Reid's turned up, right, and you're going, he knows a fair bit about football, right? Billy Reid walked around the park with his other grandchild in a pram, and just walked around the whole park for the whole time of that game and never said a single word, and then he came to maybe four or five games in the bounce. And I thought, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I thought, I'm glad it's me that's taking this team because see, I'm used to meeting people yourselves and, you know, get people in football. And 
<clears throat> although you've got a lot of respect from that, oh, oh this doesn't happen as much, right? I mean, still, I'm going, ah, this guy's Chelsea. Like, I think he came to one game, actually, but he was still at Chelsea, actually. That's not true. He's assistant manager at Chelsea at the time. And um, a lot of coaches might have been more interested in that and yeah. put him off. That's going, mate. And I thought, that's, but that's, see a, see a guy that is due to shout on about mm-hmm. where a propeller should be or say something during the game. It's him at that particular venue at the time. The only person that would probably be qualified that, and sh- you know, not interested. Just wants yeah. to score and just say, do you know what? That's your coach. I've had parents say, how, how do you know certain? I'm not, because I'm not their coach. Mm-hmm. I says, whether I agree with what's happening or not, I don't. I'm not the coach. I'm just a dad, the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or a mum, same as everybody else. Uh, it's just go on with it. And if, I'll try and if, my son's playing or whatever, if he comes on and he does something good, they'll, they'll say, look, you've done that good, but you could have maybe done this a wee bit better. And then he'll probably go like that. No, I'd be the huff. I'm like, I'm t- <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Hi, who you done? I'm on odd games for Rangers, uh, man, you should have moved right. And then, but then he'll probably go away and think about it and he'll come in and he'll say, oh, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> and I, I say to him the other night, he's, he's came in in a bad mood, his coaches, his coaches shouted him because he's no... He's no like doesn't shout for the ball in. I mean, but he's right. And then he's like, oh, what are you taking his side for? Went, I'm not taking his side, I'm just telling you he's writing what he's saying. <laughs> but, but why? How is he right? And I went, because and it's not just you, it's that probably at that at that age, these are all these are all pals. You don't want to shout at each other in case you fight with somebody. Uh-huh. I says, but shout him, say, give me the ball. And he's like, he said I'd, but I'd, I started doing it and I went, well, keep well, keep doing it then. Well, look, mate, I'm just looking at the timer there. This is the longest one I've ever done. I always say to folks, but he's a new year time, start talking shit. We're nearly doing up over two and a half years, man. Incredible. Um, but listen, I, um, incredible journey with you there, Jiro, for starting all the way through to the current time. And I know you've getting, you know, you've stated your ambitions to get back involved now that you've had the operation and stuff. And I wish you all the best for that. I think um, the experience you've got and the knowledge that you've got um, should be certainly somewhere in the game. And, you know, good luck with endeavours to do that. Um, see, see, just before we go, Craig, see the see like what you're talking about with your like the kids. Mm-hmm. People people ask me, uh, how how did you like what, what did you do? Like how did you pass the ball the way you passed it and all that? Do you know do you know what I used to do? And people obviously take a ball. No, they think you're taking the piss. Uh at the paper run when I was at school. So before I went to China, I used to have to run up the road, get my paper bag, go and get the papers, run with all the Pussies and dirty papers. I had a ball with me. Mm-hmm. See the old, you remember them, the old bus stops, remember the old plastic, like cheated bus stops, yeah. where they, they were like, remember the, the old European goals? They were the square. I used to just like ping balls into them. Use them as a goal? I uh, used them as a goal when I was running up the street. And then see, like, say, like, if maybe I'm got a house that's maybe 50 yards up the road and it's like 10 gardens away, I would bend the ball into that and try and hit their gate. Like just wee stupid things like that, and it, but it would always have a bother me. An old bladder. It's, it's incredible to say that, and it's something that we get our older kids to one and a half hour sessions a week. So we've got them for three hours a week, and maybe only on the Saturday. The younger ones we've got them on two one hour sessions, and then only on the Saturday. I can, because of the, the policies and the processes we use at our club, guarantee you that if you give us a kid and they, they tune in, we will make them a better football player. Oh, we've only got some of them for three years a week. Aye. So, you know, we can do so much. But see, and, and, and I think that's... Um, we, we recently got a guy, it's a professional, no say what club he's at, because he maybe shouldn't have, but he devised a fitness programme for us um, that we videoed. It's 22 minutes long, and it's devised for kids that have just started playing on the side, so, so 12-year-old numbers. So we've started putting that in on a video. You kid, you get once a week at the house. You put it on his own iPhone, whatever. He watches this video and does this fitness video. It's twenty-two minutes long. And we've, what we've said is, see the kids that are playing eleven a size a wee bit more serious. That is a minimum. You must do it at least once a week. See the kids that are a wee bit younger. It's up to you, right? See how many parents say, "I've not got time." Aye. It's twenty-two minutes to make that's, your kid be a better footballer. If you can't do that 22 minutes, there's none of them, I'll guarantee you, are doing what you've done, and that was committing hours. Mm-hmm. It was just a ball at your feet. And there's this 
he's also about 10,000 hours to be good at the best at whatever it is you're choosing you know, to play the piano or do podcasts or be a football player or deliver papers. Until you've done it for 10,000 hours, you can't get to your peak. It's impossible. You try working out. If kids only come to us for their real tours a week, they're never getting to 10,000 years. And I think football... Was that, was that the thing that Walter tried to implement when he was... I'm not sure. It was something that I heard. I was a sales manager for a long time. I was a sales trainer for a long time. And it was something I picked up through that. And it's a, and it's a theory that's put to piano, playing a piano, doing anything, unless you can get better all the time. But to get to your peak, you need to put 10,000 hours in. And, I think... And, I think that was something maybe I don't know if it may have been when Walter was a Scotland manager or when he came back to Rangers he came out and He's said something that 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 was like, so many, I don't know if it was 10,000 hours but it was something like that Aye. and he said that's where the kids need to play because you're taking your school football away so if you play for a school team or you, if you and then you, you sign for Rangers you can't play for your school team you need to play with Rangers mm-hmm. whereas why you play for everybody mm-hmm. if you if you date out enough during the week why not yeah I just don't know if the, the You'll get the odd one, right? Because uh, I see it in front of my eyes. It's got the, the, the dedication that they'll do without even asking them. But you go, what chance have you got? And again, it's not a big, massive majority. It's a, you go, there's something that we expect you to do. We've went away and resourced this for you to help your kid be better. And you tell me that you've not got it. You're not doing it. The Wayne's doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and some of the Wayne's probably don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. And if you put it in front of them and you tell the Wayne, you have to do that 22 minutes a week. At least once they probably have been date two or three times because they've all yeah. got access to phones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's, it's you're right. It's, it's the application. I think that's the the biggest thing. So see, but that's got to come within as well. I think. I think if mm-hmm. I know I I done it myself. I can remember talking about the Glasgow Cup earlier. Me think to think to myself, you're playing against older guys now. You maybe need to be fitter and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would go and I would eat a like yogurt with with fruit. And like the, the morning of the game, and then go a, a run, doing a bit spring boy when I still live in the morning. In the morning of the game? In the morning of the game. And then I'd come back to the house, sit about for a couple of hours, and then go to the game, mm-hmm. and then play, and it should be fine. But then, you growing up, you all used to have the old jackets doing for goals, and he did two touch with your pals, and you'd be there for hours, loving it. Mm-hmm. Kids don't do that. Not allowed. What, what, what I will say about, my son and a few of his pals, but what I've noticed the last maybe six months is they go to a game on Saturday morning, bang, as soon as they come back, they're up Broadwood and they're playing up there until maybe six, seven oh, o'clock good. at night. And they do that after school, sometimes during the week and all. And I'm like, well, that's, that's a start because you don't really, kids are about to come in and play on their PlayStation. Yeah. Don't they? And, I, and I never, even when I was younger, I never pushed them to play football. It was lockdown that made them want to, want to play. And uh, and I was like, brilliant. If that's what you want to do, then we'll try and get you in a wee team and see how see how you do. Let's like start a bit. And the football, I think, it's, it's if it, if you don't make it as a professional football player, that's the biggest mistake I made. I just stopped playing at football. Mm-hmm. And you're going, no, I should never stop. You know, you guys that use are still playing your five or six, or you're over thirty five. It's a great thing now, or playing amateur, whatever. And you don't need to be a professional to still uh, play football. And, and, yeah. and, and I think that's a message I try to get out to kids. That, right, if you don't play for Rangers or Celtic or Real Madrid, and listen, if you don't play for Dumbarton and you don't play for East Fife, you don't play for Celtic Hearts, but there's an amateur team. It's a half decent in Paisley. Um, and because it, it's a great sport, um, there's so much, you know, obviously the, 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 the physical benefits you get out of participating in any sport. But football's a great sport. See the camaraderie, the changing room, the yeah. banter. It doesn't matter if you're playing for Real Madrid or Sons of Truth under 12s. Yeah, you get in a changing room, it's, there's, a, there's a vibe goes on in there and it's great. But, um, so I, just, I can't believe um, the chat with it, uh, Bob. It's been great. Um, I can't thank you enough. I think the best, um, biggest gift to give anybody is your time. So if you give me so much time today, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, um, and is there anything that you hadn't covered that you wanted to cover? No, no, mate, that's, that's about everything. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> like, this is your life, ah, the red book. It's been a pleasure. I, normally, I don't speak to him for this long either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, uh, as I say, any wee bit that if some kid or somebody that's trying to do something in the game can take something into it, then it's all the good for them. Uh-huh.
Oh, I mean, honestly, I can't, can't thank you enough. It's been great, and thank you for the respect that you've shown me through the time that I've known you, and uh, um, just coming on here today has been fantastic. So, Bob Malcolm, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, yeah, mate, thank you.